welcome to this Placetech podcast in association with Node, the building connectivity solution. I'm Paul Unger, editor of Placetech. Today I'm joined by James Onions, director of Paragon, one of the country's largest independent building and project consultancies. Hi, James. Hi, Paul. You've formed a strategic partnership with uh, with Node recently. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Of course. Um, yes, we have. Um, so our, our strategic partnership with Node um, is all about um, digital connectivity um, in uh, built assets. Um, it is, as I would describe, the fourth utility. Um, so this is as equally important um, as an electrical, water or gas supply, um, which we've all in the built environment um, become used to accepting as, as the um, it's the norm, obviously. Um, uh, but building connectivity is one of the most important factors um, a potential occupier considers now um, as equally as important as those core utility supplies. Um, and as a result, developers um, developing new buildings um, need to align with these modern occupiers' expectations. Um, and equally important, landlords um, in respect of their existing built assets, need to adapt them to, to make them fit for purpose. And, and really the, the current market standard and assumptions around digital connectivity, um, in my opinion, are definitely not fit for purpose. Um, our industry is historically poor at innovation. Um, I think um, there are various um, studies that, that, that back that up and support that, that we, compared to other industries, we don't innovate well. Um, and th- th- this is the current reality. Um, for a new development, it, it, it's often the case that it's the first tenant that will pick up both the cost and program delay in having to install fiber in a building. I mean, that, 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 that for me remains incredible really in this day and age and how important we all know fiber is, that that is the case. Um, you know, for me, that's, that would be a bit like buying a new car and on the day of arrival, it having no wheels. Um, and then discovering not only does it have no wheels, but it takes three months to order them and, and put them on your car. I mean, it's, it, it just simply isn't fit for purpose in the, in the current position we're in. Yeah, absolutely. Um, We've experienced that as a business that you have in a previous office. You have to uh, get this way leave that they never mentioned before you, you, you sign up. And, uh, and then you have to pay the the landlord solicitor and wait months and months and it's it's an awful process to go through um and and uh totally agree yeah we have the same same problem ourselves you know as uh, as building consultants um yeah we took space in manchester um you know it took us pretty much six months to to get from a copper uh, copper line in an existing building um to fibre in our building, um, you know, with the with the delays surrounding the way leave, um, and that's not uncommon. And every, everybody I speak to has a similar experience. And as an occupier, that's that's an experience that is, you know, that that, that is that is unacceptable. And as um, as as people working in industry that provide solutions to occupiers in the built environment, we've got to address that. We've got to recognise it's an issue and deal with it. Absolutely. So how will um, Paragon clients uh, benefit from this new strategic partnership with Node? Well, there's really two limbs to that. The first limb is in our surveying services. Um, so 
in the same way in which, um, in terms of the auditing, technically auditing an existing asset for purchase, that we're all familiar with the process of a, of a business like ours providing a building survey. At Paragon, we provide a building survey. We also provide an in-house mechanical and electrical survey together with environmental um, and sustainability reports. The, the new element of this with our partnership with Node will introduce a, a digital connectivity audit at the point of acquisition. So this is a specialist engineer um, that physically surveys the building, um, undertakes desktop technical due diligence around um, digital connectivity and will assess how well or, or in practice poorly um, an existing asset is connected. And our pre-acquisition reports will then identify what needs to be done to uh, bring that um, asset um, fit for purpose. In exactly the same way traditionally as we might say, look, the power supply isn't big enough in this building to be able to do what you want. Or you know, more simplistically, the roof's about to fail, so you're gonna have to do something about it. Um, so that's how the strategic partnership will work. We'll be offering our clients, or we are offering our clients, this service now as part of our standard pre-acquisition survey service. Yeah, absolutely. And, and where are you up to in taking that to market? Is, have you had those conversations already, or are you just we, on the no, starting journey? No, we have. Um, we are um, at a point where we're delivering to the market. We have our first inquiries. We've done a lot of work with Node, as you might expect, um, in order to enable this um, in terms of how they work with us, um, how we survey together, how we report together, and how we incorporate their advice into our into our um, into our reporting and advice we provide to our clients. Um, so we are we're ready to go. Uh, we've got our first inquiries. Uh, we've done a lot of internal training in partnership with Node to bring our surveyors up to speed with uh, with this new field. Uh, and we're very much looking forward to working with the Node engineers and our clients in uh, providing them with this with this new service. Yeah, absolutely. And and if after doing that sort of assessment um, and audit and, and, and the recommendations, if they go for um, putting something like a node in, then how can you describe to those that are listening and don't know how node works, what, uh, what they could expect in their building? Sure. And, and that is actually the second limb in terms of what we do. So the first limb relates to the initial audit of a building. The second limb is the is, is the project management um, of, of, of the work in order to bring the building um, fit for purpose. So at the same time as we might be considering a refurbishment of an office space, at that point, we'd be looking to incorporate Node into an improvement in the building. So the way that Node works um, in simple terms is a, is a plug and play solution for an incoming tenant. So I think the best way to describe it would be if we go back to our example before, of, of our shared experience of arriving in a new office space. You would open a, a, a riser door within the, um, in, in the office space to find effectively in simple terms a box from which you can plug and play. Um, so, um, and that plug and play is, provides you with access to the entire ISP network, so the internet service provider. So this isn't a, a sort of pre, uh, pre-wired um, solution that only allows you to, um, to to go into contract with BT, Virgin, whoever it may be. This is a conduit service. 
um, that provides access to every internet service provider you can think of. So whichever, whichever, whoever you choose to contract with, you can do that on day one because that infrastructure has been pre-enabled and installed in the building. Yeah, absolutely. So you can see cost savings there, time savings, that yeah. is seamless. No, exactly. No way leave. Somebody takes, that's all been done in advance. Um, Node as a, as a managed solution, um, uh, enable the contracts on behalf of the occupier. Um, so it really is um, a, a genuine plug and play solution from day one. So do you expect um, great things for that partnership? Do you expect it to be received well as that com- goes out in the next few months? Absolutely do. Um, it is, you know, d- developers and landlords are, you know, are aware of this now. Um, you know, Wired Score um, has done a, a fantastic um, job in raising awareness um, to the industry. Um, so people are aware of this, but, but Wired Score is a racing system, not a solution. Um, and that's important, um, you know, a bit like a, an energy performance certificate will, will tell a landlord um, how efficient or otherwise the building is, but it doesn't actually provide a solution. What Node um, does is, is take a wide score and provides the solutions to make it um, to improve it. Um, so yes, we are expecting our clients to engage with this. Um, and, and particularly as well on, in that second limb, um, this is equally important to new development, of course, that it is to existing buildings because developers have got to get this right from the start. Um, you know, believe it or not, there are examples in, in, you know, in Manchester where this, that we have complete buildings that, that, aren't, that aren't ready for this. So we are going to be, you know, the first tenant will be picking up this, this problem. Um, uh, and, you know, developers uh, need to address this for, uh, for future stock to make sure it's fit for purpose. So, get, addressing this from day one, you know, this is feasibility project meeting number one. Um, how big does the utility supply need to be? You know, how big does the electric supply need to be? Well, but also, um, how big and, and, and how are we going to put in a digital infrastructure into this building? And this isn't just for new builds, is it? It can be uh, retrofitted as well. That's correct. That's correct. So there's a there's a huge amount to do in retrofitting the existing office stock to make them fit for purpose. I mean, if you, you know, if if you walked into the into a, a landlord comms room um, in any existing office um, and then looked in the associated risers, the, you know the. the pathways through the building for for wires etc you'll find effectively a you know a spaghetti of cables completely mismanaged um, every single tenant doing their own thing um, and this is an important point as well security um, it's easy for us to think about fiber as, as just speed but it's also digital security has become you know so much more important to occupiers um, I mean the current position is that many of these buildings you can walk into and any maintenance um, contracts would have access to um, anybody's fibre, you know, through accidental damage or perhaps in extreme circumstances, you know, industrial espionage. But, you know, the reality is these things are are completely unsecured Um, and fibre in a node situation uh, installation is, is secured by its, its contained in steel conduit. Um, it's a managed um, central comms room, um, CCTV installations to ensure that um, it can't be tampered with. 
So security is equally important um, as speed. Absolutely. And, and this isn't the only tech solution that you've invested in at, at Paragon. Um, tell us what, what other sort of technology uh, you've been uh, been offering to clients. Yeah, no, that's right. Um, you know, th- this, this whole idea came out of um, an innovation group, which we call it. Um, Paragon has always been very proud and put a huge emphasis into innovation. We have an internal working group that's, that's role is to brainstorm ideas, look at new technology, um, see how we can advance our services um, to our clients. Um, and the, the, their first sort of breakthrough, if you like, um, was, was Paragon drone service. Um, so at Paragon, we were the first um, building consultancy to employ an in-house drone pilot. Um, two years ago now, um, we introduced that. Um, and initially, you know, as most people are familiar now with drones, um, as we see them, um, whether or not you're sat on a beach on holiday or um, you know, flying around everywhere, um, and people associate those purely with photography um, and, and video. Um, the technology, however, is advancing. So that's where we started. Um, this was a replacement for what traditionally surveyors use, which was um, cameras and access hoists, which were expensive and required something mounted to a lorry, which often wasn't physically possible in, in congested city centres. And before that, even, you know, the surveyors walking on roofs, which has obvious um, safety implications. And, very pleased from a personal perspective that we don't do that anymore. But um, yeah. the um, the technology has advanced beyond being able to just fly over buildings and provide um, you know, 4K digital photography and video. Um, the um, our drone is now able to via um, tagging 4K digital photography and video to um, to GPS is able to map. Um, land and buildings, as well as simply recording them. Um, so creating point clouds, which then leads to generating 2D and 3D models. Um, and this, this is hugely beneficial because this relates to both built assets and land. So for built assets, it's the obvious advantage of being able to measure buildings, um, particularly volumetrically from an efficient drone. Um, but equally land, which can be mapped um, to establish cut and fill um, quantities, volumetric cut and fill, which is, you know, job one to, to create a development platform for new development as well. Mm. Um, so yes, we found um, our clients have, have been really keen to explore that. Um, they can see the advantages of it. It's, it's efficient and it's, and it's quick. And it's, um, we're delighted to, to bring it to the market as the first people to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Are, are there other solutions that you're looking at that you're exploring at the moment? Yes. Um, well, certainly um, from a you know that the, the technology of, of drones is you know it's, it's continues to march on. You know, sort of mini, miniaturization, if I can say the word, enables more things to be um, uh, you know to be to be included in something that can fly around remotely. Um, uh, Heat mapping is something that, um, that, that we're looking at as well. So the ability to be able to um, thermally um, photograph and, and video assets um, from a sustainability point of view is also something we're looking at as well. So um, yeah, we're continuously looking to 
to innovate that service and, and look at other technologies too. Yeah, that's great. And uh, what are you hearing in, in the market at the moment then, just in terms of what clients, developers, asset owners, managers are, are talking about? We've obviously seen a lot about the return to the office and everyone's an expert now on the future of work. Um, yeah. are, are you seeing a lot of a lot of work on sort of adapting workplaces? Yes. Yeah, it, it absolutely, you know, no surprise that COVID-19 is dominating dominating the agenda. Um, and yes, I agree there is there's a huge amount of discussion around around the office and what that looks like going forward. And my personal view is it's a knee-jerk reaction, a, a perfectly understandable one, but, but nevertheless a knee-jerk reaction to a, to a current crisis. Um, there's, no, there's no getting away from that. Um, my own personal view is that, that collectively we need to move away from crisis to, to manage situation. And I think bit by bit we're doing that. Um, but I think it's a really interesting discussion point at the moment. Uh, there's, there's lots of uh, talk about productivity. Uh, a number of businesses have, have announced um, you know, studies about how productive their workforce has been. And they've seen no drop off um, in this new working from home. Um, situation. Um, I, I don't agree that that's sustainable. Um, I think it's, it's rather like riding a bike, I think, but many businesses have ma- maintained a momentum. So, you know, we all pedalled really hard before COVID-19 existed to create, you know, workplaces that were, um, that were fun places to be, that built culture, that built teamwork, that as human beings, we all know, can only be really done in, in you know, in, in physical contact with each other, not, not from a flat screen. So I think we, we all pedaled really hard to create those environments. That has given us um, a period of freewheeling. So it's created a momentum during this, this period of, of lockdown, which we're now coming out of, this homeworking period. And I, I'm convinced that, you know, without the return to, to the office, that eventually, that momentum will be lost and, and will fall off the bike. And we need to, you know, build up that, that momentum again that's created by being in people's physical presence. And are you um, hearing that those clients that have large office portfolios are scared, that they're, they're worried about the, the future values and uh, occupation of, of those spaces? Uh, I think less scared, I, I, I think aware, um, and equally opportunity is, is what I think is at the forefront of people's minds. And we all know that you know, events create opportunities and opportunities create, um, create value. And I think you know, there, there were uh, you know, practices that were uh, evolving pre-COVID-19, which has been well discussed previously about you know, working from home technology and this, this period has definitely accelerated those but landlords are looking at the way in which they adapt their their offer to occupiers to reflect what we expect people will want um, which is which is more flexibility for sure um, I, I don't personally believe that we're going to see a huge um, change in, in, in space that occupies demands because you know the reality is that I think even when we have a cure, um, 
social distancing to a degree, in my view, is, is, is with us now. Um, you know, it's going to be no longer acceptable, socially acceptable, I don't think, to, to plan hugely dense um, space plans, um, you know, with people sat on top of each other in, um, you know, sort of the, you know, the, the battery farm type, um, type space plan. Um, so we, we are, people are going to take an equal amount of space, but just plan it differently. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There's a school of thought, isn't there, that you need more space for meeting rooms and whiteboards and collaboration. Exactly. Um, but uh, inevitably, there will be some that, that want to, to reduce and have more of a sort of clubhouse feel and people work from home, but they get together to to meet. Um, but I think it will take years to, to work through with lease events and strategic reviews and things. So, yeah. I think, you know, pre-COVID, you know, the, the, you know, the agenda around improving immunity in office buildings uh, was already there, uh, but I think COVID will accelerate, you know, that, that agenda. Um, you know, people have enjoyed, you know, from a personal perspective, um, you know, like, like many people, uh, working from home does, does give you um, an element of flexibility, um, you know, being able to exercise without, um, you know, be more time to exercise without having to spend two hours commuting every day. You know, it does free up time. And as people return to the office, I think, you know, it'd be important for employers to retain good talent. And in turn, if it's important for employers, it will be important for landlords to provide the space that they will demand. Because they're going to have to create high quality environments where there are um, gym facilities, where there are really good shower facilities. sort of fit out that reflects more of a you know domestic feel in some respects um, and so you know, there isn't that huge contrast between perhaps the office and home yeah and, and one thing that occupiers and property companies as well were demanding before we went into to this crazy situation was um, greater sustainability uh, there were a lot of companies at the start of the year uh, announcing their net zero carbon pledges and uh, occupiers asking about better recycling where the energy is from things like that Did, has that disappeared off the agenda or is that uh, sustainability item still relevant well it has um but i'm absolutely confident that it'll be back um and it is interesting, as you say, that that was that dominated um, the headlines and the talking points pre-COVID. You know, carbon zero um, and sustainability, and, and the construction industry and its associated property industry has an enormous challenge um, there. In order to make, you know, ultimately this comes back to viability. Um, you know, introducing sustainability and carbon zero. It doesn't necessarily mean um, less expensive buildings. It means new technology. Uh, new technology is, is usually expensive um, uh, because it's new and, and, and people need to spend a lot of time generating it. You know, in exactly the same way, if you like, going back to car analogy again, is, is you know, hybrid cars um, are a great idea, but, but they're expensive. Um, and that, you know, the price point will reduce in time and more people will buy them. Um, so the, the industry, that will be back as an agenda, um, without doubt, um, and the industry's got to adapt to it. 
and that's going to need um, us to embrace further this movement towards modern methods of construction of site manufacture. And we're not going to be able to magic huge pounds per litre squared savings without making the construction process far more efficient, both in terms of its um, procurement and, and the actual build process than it currently is. Um, so there's a huge amount of work, I think, to be done there. And it definitely will be back on the agenda, I'm sure. But have you seen a rise this year in the, the number of uh, projects where modern methods of construction are being considered, such as off-site manufacturing? Yes. Uh, I mean, you know, in, in sectors such as um, hotels, we, we are seeing um, modulate, particularly that sector, um, you know, with with um, structural podiums being created in a traditional manner, and, and then the rooms themselves being um, being off-site, being um, containerized in, in simple terms. So yes, that is we're definitely seeing more of that. Um, without a doubt, funders and, and lenders who, who we provide services to via our project monitoring services remain. Um, nervous to a degree. Um, that's not to say that they um, aren't accepting it, um, because they are, but they definitely are demanding a higher level of due diligence um, around how this is being done. You know, the industry, the construction industry has been the same for a very, very long time. Um, and, and not surprisingly, you know, a change to that is creating a concern um, in, in some quarters. So there's definitely work to do there in terms of um, generating confidence that these methods do work. Yeah, that's that's very interesting. I think there has been a lot of talk, but it feels like the the actual hard uh, deals and, and news announcements have been coming thick and fast lately for for modular for offsite construction, which I, I think is a fascinating area. Um, I mean, it's 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 not new. We've had prefab and. Yeah, um, other names for it for decades, uh, but it seems to be sort of labelled as as technology these days, which is interesting. Yeah, um, indeed, indeed. So, throwing the eye forward, just before we wrap up, you, you, what what would be your sort of predictions for where we'll be twelve months from now on on any of this? Get the crystal ball out. So, do you think we'll all be uh, back in the office? Do you, do you think sustainability will be back up? What uh, I do. Springs to mind. I do think we'll be back in the office. I think, notwithstanding the cure, if if that exists and when it happens, uh, as I said before, I, I I think we have to, and you can see it happening as a, as a society and for mind an industry. We need to move away from we're in crisis to a managed situation. You know, it's here to stay for now, so we've got to get used to it. And I do think people will, um, and we will be back in the office. Um, because that's, you know, as, as, as human beings, that, that's what we need. We need human interaction to build cultures. Um, I, I can see one thing that's very clear to me, and I know others have said similar, is, is, is I'm particularly concerned about, you know, our new generation of workers, our, our current graduates. Um, yeah, they, they need to be back in um, around people, being mentored. I remember very clearly being at, long time ago right? but as a graduate myself um just reflecting on how much you learn just by overhearing somebody senior talking on the telephone um 
and those simple things that, that we overlook are lost. So I, I do think that there's enough momentum and need for us to all get back. Yeah, um, well, yeah. Here, here. I, would, I would agree with that. Um, that that's a, a nice sentiment to finish on. Uh, thank you, uh, James Onions at uh, Paragon for joining us today. Um, I hope you've enjoyed uh, enjoyed that. Um, our latest podcast in association with Node, uh, the building connectivity solution. If you're interested in more about them, you can look up nodetech.uk um, and uh, see how Node works. Thanks again, James. Thank you, Paul.